What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighbor the Discourse. This is Bill E with a Y. Billy, what's happening? I'm looking at my computer and nothing is open. So I wonder if the computer reset last night. So I have all my tabs open, all the internet stuff, the um, video editing, the, the podcast editing. I had all that stuff opened up, ready to go. So I just jump in and go. And I must have updated or something last night because it's all gone. Either way. We're getting right to it. Ten minutes of open form of getting to the headlines. So we'll see if we cover this in the political section. But I saw people are freaking out that um, Eric Trump said, where's my phone? That he he, uh, apparently, quote unquote, incriminated the family. You know, he made a a Twitter gaffe. Everybody's freaking out about. Um, So... I actually read the article. Let me see here. Where's all uh now here here's how this stuff works. I had it opened up. Now I'm gonna go try to find it. Won't be able to find it. You know how this goes. There's like fifteen different uh here it is. Eric Trump's accidental confession about his father has Twitter us- users howling. Woohoo! So here we go. Eric Trump may have revealed just a little too much about how the White House operated under his father. One day after the FBI executed a search warrant on Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, the son of the former president claimed that President Joe Biden must have had action, must have improved this action. His reasoning, that's how it worked when Trump was in office. And then what he said, Eric Trump, quote, I know the White House and as well, I know the White House as well as anyone. I know the system. This did not happen without Joe Biden's explicit approval. So that's what he said. Eric Trump, quote, I know the White House as well as anyone. I know the system. This did not happen without Joe Biden's explicit approval. So people heard that and jumped to the conclusion that, well, that means Trump must have done it. Trump did it. He used, he weaponized the Department of Justice, all this stuff, which, now here's the thing. We know, we would know if he did, Because every single thing he does and doesn't do is headline news for months and years. So I don't recall anything like this. I don't think it happened under Trump. It was a possibility. He could have said, hey, I want to do this. And they told him, no, sir, we have rules. You can't do that. So he didn't do it. He may have tried. But trying is not doing. So... Here's here's somebody's response on Twitter. I mean, that might be how it worked with Trump White House. That's not how it's supposed to work. So listen, that's not that's how it may worked in Trump's White House, but that's not how it is supposed to work. Well, that's it did work that way under Biden, not under Trump. Now again, this is allegedly speaking because there, you know, the, the report also showed that Biden found out about the search warrant with everybody else on the news. Well, I can half believe that because he's so half cocked, he probably signed it and then forgot what he did. So I could believe that story. I think he may have done it and just forgot. Or his handler said, hey, Joe, go do this. This is what you have to do. And he's like, OK, boss, whatever you say, because we know. Joe Biden does not make decisions for himself. This is uh, O'Biden, uh, O'Biden, <laughs> O'Biden. This is Obama's third term. You know, again, I don't like making fun of Joe Biden because he's cognitively wrong right now. But he's a disgusting human being as far as the Bidens go. Probably a pedophile, super perv, scumbag, corrupt. But now he's an old man who has dementia. So I want I want to talk bad about him. But I'm not going to, per se, again, because I do think he's got some, uh, some things going on in his head that just doesn't make it fair. So people are freaking out about that. And as far as Mar-a-Lago goes, we'll only talk about that if I spin the wheel and land on politics. But I did a fire up the mics uh, on the 8th of Trump, uh, FBI raids Trump's home. It's a video on YouTube as well. 
We got a good, you know, 45. Last I saw, 45, 47 views in a couple days. That's pretty good for us. Again, we're brand new starting out. I mean, I'm, I've shared it probably 10 times on social medias, and people are watching. So hopefully they're watching. I've got a few likes. We're trying here, okay? So uh, you're looking around. Oh, man, so dark. The ambiance. I know, man. Trying to, you know, where's the, what do they call the red light district? Trying to make it look all fancy in here. I mean, you guys see the computer. What is this? This is garbage. I got to get the garbage can back in here. Uh, what is this? I'm looking at the camera. It's my coffee. Neighborly discourse. Coffee mug. Not for sale. Oh, that's still hot. That's good. I had to warm it up like four or five times in order to get it the right temperature. So what else we got here? So, so the headlines, um, states, states, Americans are fleeing the fastest. So we did a thing like that. I did on, uh, from episode 96, video clips, local section on YouTube. I, I mean, I took screenshot of the internet like I've never done before. There's a lot of facts in that video about businesses coming to Florida, about um, people leaving blue states and coming to red states. I mean, it's all in there. And one thing I mentioned, like, leave your crap in your state. You're leaving California, New York, Oregon, Washington. You're leaving these liberal states run by crazy people and coming to Texas, to Florida, to North Carolina, which North Carolina seems to be like up in the air right now. If we have a social media section, I got I had a conversation with a guy yesterday. Um, uh, what was it? It was um, Harvard and North Carolina University. I think after this year are going to petition or something to have race considered for applications. Now, we knew that Californians were trying that for a while or probably even implemented, even if it's not official, they still do it. But we got into it, not into it, a conversation. He originally started talking crap. I fired back at him, you know, something silly. And then he kept trying to make his point. But after everything he said, He's like, you just don't know. You're, you're afraid to give up your white privilege. You're afraid to give up your power. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, like, you, first of all, it's under the neighborly discourse um, handle. So he doesn't know if we're black or white. He's just assuming. Part of me was like, listen, I go on here and I, I challenge both sides. I go, my, I, would, I wanted to tell him, like, listen, I sometimes understand the need for some sort of social something, but I wanted to tell him, you know, my black co-host will shred me if I bring that up because he thinks everything you're saying about getting ahead and making it even is nonsense. But I didn't say that. I wanted to say, like, listen, bro, I might, I've got black family members, but who, that seems like a douchey thing to say. And I don't bring that kind of stuff up. I just think to myself, like, I'm going to give my piece and he kept saying, he's like, you just, you just don't want to give up discrimination. You don't understand discrimination. And I'm like, listen, person A gets a 3.6 GPA. Person B gets a 4.0 GPA. There's only one spot left to get in a 10-person fellowship. We agree. Person a B with a 4.0 gets in. And he's like, yeah, sure. I think so. I'm going to go back and look if we get the social media. Or I'll, I'll circle back at the end if we don't. And then I'm like, okay, well, person B is a white guy, 4.0, and person A is a black guy, 3.6. And he's like, well, if there's already, if there's, you know, if everybody's in there equal, why not? There's been X amount of hundreds of years of oppression. This isn't discrimination. This is making up for the past. And one thing we had, an impasse that he, he and I did not push through, was he kept saying it's not discriminating if all things are equal, it's not discrimination to, to try to help for years of oppression. He's like, you know, 100 years ago, only white people were allowed to go to a university. They were only allowed to go to college. So allowing that them to get a foot in the door first is just balancing out. And I'm like, okay, I understand that, but it is discrimination. He's like, no, it's not. If you are letting someone in based on their race and not letting someone in based on their race, is that discrimination? One person you're letting in is white over the black guy. That, that's racist. That's discrimination. Okay, you're letting the black guy in over the white guy. Well, that's we're making up for the past. No. It is discrimination. Change the context. 
person A and person B, one, one is getting something benefited because of their skin color. Just because you flip-flop your reasoning doesn't mean it's not discrimination. And again, that's something we talked about. And he couldn't seem to understand. He had made an analogy, and again, I'll read it if I remember to come back to it at the end, that two people start off on a race. One guy with shoes, one guy with no shoes. They take off running. After a few minutes, the guy with no shoes is light years ahead because the guy with no shoes has his feet are hurt. So they stop the race where, he, where everybody is. One guy's a quarter mile away, one guy's a half mile away. All right, 10 minutes is up. And he's like, okay, we're going to get the other guy a pair of shoes. And now we're going to reset them and put them at an even, start, even place and start again. I said, that's wrong. If you want to stop the race, first of all, I don't know the reason why the guy didn't have shoes to begin with. I wasn't there. I'm just saying where I'm at now, he started the race for that reason. Whether it was his choice or not, it sucks, whatever. Now you're at a half, quarter mile, half mile. Go with your shoes on. You don't bring him up to equal stature. It's not this guy's fault that this happened to this guy. So why are you penalizing him? You know, and that's an analogy he made. I understood what he meant. And again, we started going back and forth. Well, the guy had the shoes. You should put him back in equal footing. I don't agree with that. He's like, well, you just don't want to give up your, your white privilege. Listen, dude, look around. White privilege is made up. No longer are people put in positions based on intelligence, based off of merit. I mean, I would even take who you know. But that's no longer the case. The company, the school, the whatever, they've got to meet a quota of diversity. The best person doesn't always get the job anymore. Forced diversity doesn't work. Natural diversity, no problem with it. People mingle who they want to mingle with. Who cares? No one is outright saying it is because they're black, it is because they're white, it is because they're a woman. And honestly... They can think it all they want. I don't care what people think about me. As long as they don't do something to jeopardize my life, I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, yeah, we were talking about, you know, uh, what about your career? Listen, man, unfair things happen all the time. If there's only one position and there's 45 people going for it, odds are you're probably not going to get it. But you've got, but the person who is super smart, who's done the job, has a degree, who puts it all together, they should get the position. It said they're not. Whatever quota needs to be filled that day gets that job, you know? But that's it. We're, we went a little bit too long on that, so we're going to go. We'll get our 15 minutes here on our next topic. Or excuse me, on our first topic. Let's spin this wheel. All right. What is that? Family. Okay. Family time. So I told you guys, this past weekend, went up to um, Amy's uh, mom's house, Central Florida. Had fun. It was her stepdad's 60th birthday. It was a, it was a good time. We went up there um, Friday. We went up there Thursday night. Got there late Thursday night. Friday, close family, brothers, uh, stepsister, stepbrother, uh, food, you know, hung out. Saturday was the big party. So um, you guys know me, antisocial or not antisocial, just not a big chatty Kathy. And I was there with her, um, her stepsister's husband, so stepbrother-in-law, I guess. And we hit it off the night before, talking about the office, talking about sports. You know, it, it, was, it was interesting. And I am not one to chit-chat with people. I don't, I'm not a talkative guy. Um, so, and, and apparently neither was he. And they were kind of watching, like, look at these two talk. Like, Billy doesn't talk to anybody. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's, he's more of a, hey, how you doing? Shake your hand and move on. I don't even do that. Personally, I just don't see the reasoning in it. Even somebody I went to high school with 20 years ago, if I see him in a store, I'm like, I duck my head. Because I'm like, oh, my God, Billy, what's up, man? Nah, bro, work, kids. 20 years summed up like that. Working kids. That, I mean, what else do I have to say? Because me personally, do unto others. I don't want to hear about your life. I don't want to hear about your kids. I don't want to hear about your wife or your husband or your, your dog. I don't want to see pictures. God, no, I don't want any of that. And that sounds rude. Whatever, man. I don't want to hear it. I, honestly, it doesn't matter to me. The nice thing is, how you doing? You know, good to see you. There's a great clip of Tom Segura, a comedian, was talking about that, going to a, a, a bank. And the guy, the greeter guy... 
opens the door, closes the door. Tom walks up. He's like, hey, you know, how you doing? And the guy starts answering, well, I'm doing good. I just got back from out of town. My, my wife's son did this. And he's like, and Tom Segura's thinking, dude, the acceptable answers are head bob or great, have a good day. That's it. You don't have a conversation. So anyway, I'm not like that. Just just for, God's, for God forbid I get into a conversation with somebody I don't want to talk about, I'm trapped. So anyway, we come up with a plan to get in the pool early. If you're in the pool, people start showing up. You don't got to get up. Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm this. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Hi, related. You just are in the pool. You give a head bob. You keep it moving. So we got in the pool at around 1030 in the morning. Um, people started showing up around 1130, 12. We got out for a big family picture around 2.30-ish, jumped back in the pool from there. And around 4, he had gotten out. I was like, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm not cool. I see him get changed. I see him go in the house. And about three minutes, and I'm in the pool, playing with kids with the football, talking to Liam about football, sports. And about three to five minutes later, he's back in the pool. And I look at him and said, he goes, because it thinned out outside. 30, 40 people outside was down to like 10. So he's like, all right, everybody's leaving. I'm going to get out, waterlogged. He goes, nah, man, those people moved inside the house. So there's now 40 people inside the house and 10 outside as opposed to 10 inside and 40 outside. Or, you know, if I said it the wrong way. He goes, so, man, I was in there. They were trying to talk to me about this. I, I had to get back in the pool. I said, oh, man, you know, I'm glad you took the, you took the bullet on, on, on that one because <laughs> it would if I'd have gotten out and jumped back in, it would have been bad news for me with Amy. Well, not, she probably wouldn't have said anything. But, um... So everybody gets cleaned up. Her mom comes outside. She goes, you guys have been in the pool all day long. And I'm like, well, here's our plan. You know, she, you know, she laughed at it. I said, but listen, for the 16, 17 years I've been with Amy, she's always given me crap about not mingling with people, with family. And I've always tried to explain to her, I don't do this with my family. I don't mingle and talk and do that stuff. Like my mom, for sure, my dad, my sister sometimes, that's it. Or if my cousin's in town, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll chit-chat with him. But I don't go and talk to people. You know, because we, we'd be at some family stuff with her family a few years back. And one person who showed up always had an entourage. The mother, the uncle, the brother, the sisters. There were like 40 people with him. Or excuse me, legitimately at least seven, eight people with him. This is about, I'm going to say a few years ago. This is probably legitimately maybe almost like seven, eight, nine years ago. I, my time is just, eh. A few weeks ago means it could be 10 years ago. Who knows? But so a few years back, 10, maybe six, seven, eight years ago, this person rolled with an entourage. Everywhere we went, we, we'd go there or, or they would come to where we were. There's always seven, eight people on top of the, the two or three people that we were there with. And I always sat on the couch watching TV, which I would have done with two people, one people, one person or 10 people. And I always try to explain to her, there's nothing to do with them or your family. I don't like to mingle with people. And I would do it in my family. So anyway, short story long, me, I, we was like, yo, Amy can be mad at me. I made a new friend. We talked the whole time. I woke up early, went to bed late, sat on the patio, sat on the, on the couch, barely watched TV except with sports, drinking beer, mingling around. Like this is her, this is 15 years of everything she's ever wanted. Here it is. She can't say anything to me. And I was still able to duck away from a bunch of people. It was perfect. It was fantastic. So her, her mother, her, her mom, she laughed at it. She's like, oh, you know, good for you. As long as you made a friend. I said, yeah, man, look, we had a good time. And he's telling me similar, similar things. He's like, yeah, I don't really, I handshake and how are you, how that stuff goes. But I try not to really get involved in the conversation. I'm like, I try to avoid the handshake at all costs. Not even a fist bump. And it's not a germ thing. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know these people, or even people I do know. <laughs> What's up, man? Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Well, I've told my dad it's their fault. Like growing up, um, he doesn't handshake people, so I was never brought up to handshake people. So as an adult, I don't handshake people. When I worked outside, I was customer service. I'd go to people's homes, and I would have to be customer service billing. Hey, how you doing? Great to meet you. You know, turn on this lunatic person, not lunatic, but like this hack of who I'm not. I'm not like I'd go to a customer's house. Hey, you know, this, the, the, the device isn't working. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get it figured out and I'm looking around. I said, well, there's no lights on him. So we look around 
the switch on the wall is turned off. I go, does this switch happen to link to that outlet? Flip it a few times. Lights come on. Oh, my God. It was just the power was out. Don't worry about it. It happens to the best of us. The good thing is, as long as we know the issue now, you don't have to worry about it again. While I'm here, I'll maintain all your equipment. We're good to go. And that's what I would say. Now, in my personal life, with my parents, with my family, if that happened, I'd lose my mind. You don't know your own power in your house? What the hell is wrong with you? I'm not here to fix your crap because you don't know what you're doing. But customer service, Billy's a different guy. Now, and I always say that, and I'm not that blunt, but I've always said if you cared, you'd be more harsh on the people you care about. If it's someone who you will never see again, who you don't care about, you don't care what kind of mistakes they make. If you want to keep doing the dumbest thing by flipping off your switch and not realizing it, that's on you. I'm not, I'm not going to help you. But if you're somebody I care about and I, and I want you to not make a mistake, again, I'm not going to yell at you, but I'm going to be like, yo, how do you not know your house? Do you see when it switches off, the light goes off? You've not made that jump? Well, now you know. And that's what I would say. Because I care about family. I want them to not make a mistake. Num- not number one, but a good, a good 80% is because sometimes the mistake will involve me to fix it. And I know it sounds selfish, and I get it. My, my family knows. I'll be there if they need me. But I, w- I don't want to be. Mainly because I'll help my dad. I'll help my sister. Oh, speaking of that. My mom wants to come on and defend herself about what I said about uh, Bri- um, Briella not being able to. I want her to get a VPK because my my uh, my dad's reliable, but when my mom is there, kids can't go off or weird days off. Uh, she doesn't want the kids there. My dad needs a break. All these things. She wants to come on and defend herself. So I'll get her on sometime this week. So I'll, I'll add fuel to her fire. Then I'll help my father. Help my. I'll help almost everybody. But I don't want to because growing up, and everything happens for a reason, everybody. Like, I'm a germaphobe. I don't like saliva. I don't eat after people. I don't drink after people. My kids, Amy included, I do not. It's gross. When I was a kid, you know, I used to, like, used to pin people down and drop that spit back and forth on their face. My mom used to do that to me. We'd wrestle. She'd knock me down. She'd hold me down, and she would do it. And I do believe one time she lost it. Now is when I was like, let's say, ten years old. So as an adult, I do not like germs. I don't like I don't like saliva, drinks, none of that stuff. Again, I do not eat or drink after other people. I was young, impressionable, terrified. Now I don't do it. I'm afraid of lizards, and I'm 99% sure my mother used to get lizards and try to hook them to my ears, earrings, or did it to herself. I can't fully remember. It was a long time ago. I've blocked it out. I don't like lizards. And I'm going to talk about the big six-foot iguanas we have rolling around here. They're interesting to look at. I won't run away from them. But the little ones, the baby iguanas, the little regular lizards, they run so fast for how big they are, it doesn't make sense to me, and they have no sense of direction. They just take off. You ever trap one on a patio? They'll run straight into a wall, smash the wall, and then run the other direction. But they will not stop. I don't need that running at me in a blink of an eye. I'm not ready to move that quick. So anyway, back to my mother, give her some more fuel for her to defend herself. She would always volunteer me to do things when I was a kid. You know, so-and-so needs this. Oh, Billy will go and do it. Excuse me? No, the hell he will not. She did it all the time. She'd come on, oh, I did it once or twice. Once or twice is all the time. And it was more than once or twice. I, don't volunteer me for stuff. My time is my time. If I give it to you, I'm going to give it to you. But do not. Oh, Billy will come with his dad and help this. No, that no, he's not. What are you talking? What are you gonna do? Lay in your bed? Yes, yes, I am. I'm not gonna help people. I don't want to. But she would always volunteer me. Again, as an adult, like my again, I also learned this from my father. He doesn't ask for help unless he's told to ask for help nine out of ten times. And my mom is the very different. I told your story last time. My mom or my sister would text me, "Your dad's doing this today. Ask me if he needs help." He's a grown up. He can ask. He can ask if he wants to. We know he won't. Okay, that's a him issue, not a me issue. If he needs help, he will say something. You know he's not. I'm not, Listen, that's on him. It's not on me. But then again, if, if what I'm told is, you know, he's going to do this. Come on, bro, you can't do that by yourself. Hey, I'm doing, I'll be over the house the other day. I heard you doing something. Yeah, come on over. And that's it. If I do something here, hey, I'm, I'm going to resaw the house. You busy this weekend? Yeah, I'll be there. I do it. 
But if he doesn't, I'm not going to expect him to. I'm not going to offer unless I know it's something drastic. But most of the time, it's something very simple and easy to do. And he can handle it. He's a big boy. So, so again, my mom will be on here. She'll defend herself. But she is, she is someone who would volunteer you to do something. But she would, she would help. But, the, but she is, my mother is more like me than anybody else. And my dad's probably laughing right now saying, I told you, I, I knew it. It is. She doesn't want to be around people, yet when people show up, she won't sit down. She has to be everywhere at all times, knowing what's going on. But she'll, t- she'll walk over to us and look like, oh, my God, they're still here. Oh, my God. Da, 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 da. And we'll laugh at her. She'll laugh because, you know, she's not rude about it. And don't get me wrong. People listening, don't take offense. If you take offense, that's a you problem, whatever. But we'd laugh about it because I'm the same way. I have people come over, and I enjoy people, but I'm just fine with them not being here. So we joke with my mom about that kind of stuff. But she's very much like me. It's, okay, when are they going to, are they on their way? Are they, is it time to leave yet? And we laugh because we know how she is. She's someone who says, oh, I want to watch the kids. I want to see my babies. All right, we're there for 45 minutes. Okay, or she'll come over for about 45 minutes. All right, well, Nana's got stuff to do. And that's what we say. Oh, Nana's busy because she starts, she has a look on her face. She'll start pacing. She'll start sitting up, looking around. And me and Amy will see, we'll see it. And we're like, Nana's very busy. And, she, and my mom will legitimately start laughing because she has nothing to do, but she doesn't want to be at our house or at my sister's house or around the kids. She'll say, oh, I got to see my babies. So she'll come over. And then about 30, 45 minutes, she's, okay, so oh, Nana's busy. Nana's got to go. She's to clean the house. She has to rotate her tires. She has to paint her house. She has to go cut the grass. Things she would never do. I mean, clean the house for sure. But ridiculous stuff is she'll start laughing because she simply just doesn't want to be there, but she won't say it. She won't say, I'm tired. I got to go. The kids are annoying me. She won't do it. My mom's a people pleaser. Another reason why I am the way I am, because I am not a people pleaser. And and if we have more time or an open segment or something, I'll explain that. But I I am how I am based on my mother, about 80% of how my mother is, mainly because of the opposite stuff. Wanting to see people talking to people, doing all this stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's, that's no. But um, that, that's, that's my family stuff. My mother, she's the one that, you know, she's going to defend herself and bring her on here, but she volunteered my services to people that I did not want to volunteer them to. So that's why as an adult, I don't let people know that I'm willing to help. I do not want them to ask me. I will offer because I never want anybody to suffer or have any hardships or whatnot, but I will not be the one to initiate it unless I know for sure you need my help. And I won't tell anybody because I do not want somebody offering it up from me. I don't like that. So that's family. Let's roll this bad boy again. I look in the camera here and see what I got. Sometimes I can read it. Most of the times I cannot. Oh, TV and movies. Let me tell you about TV and movies and entertainment. So I, you, I was on the podcast a few a couple weeks ago. I, don't, I think I might have cut it out of a video because it didn't sound the right way. That um, Let me explain to you how my TV, how my movies, how my viewing goes. If I tell you this is in my top three, there's probably like 50 movies in my top three. Most of the Marvels, uh, uh, most of the um, Pirates of the Caribbean, ter- um, what's the other robots? I'm blanking. Transformers. I like the Predator movies. Um, you know, I can give you that. Like TV shows. Number one. So this is this is how we do distinction. It's in my top three or my Desert Island show. Everyone knows that if you stuck a des- on a desert island, here's what you would do. So if you're stuck in a desert island, what would be the show you could watch? My desert island show is called Psych. It was on a few years back, eight seasons. It's got three movies out, TV movies, nothing crazy. A fourth movie coming out soon, kind of wrapping it all up. It is a great show. The characters on that show are hilarious. They mesh together perfectly. Very few shows I've seen that have that level of chemistry. So that's my desert island show. I can watch it anytime it comes on, no questions asked. It is my favorite show. Big Bang Theory. I can watch it all the time. 
Every episode is great. The characters are hilarious. It's in my top three. As is The Office, as is Married with Children, The Walking Dead, House, Lucifer, Stranger Things. I mean, these are, these are my favorite shows I can watch no matter what. Family Guy, for sure. I know you guys are thinking he didn't say Family Guy yet. I can watch Family Guy anytime, anywhere, doesn't matter. It is my top three, maybe even added to the desert island. I can always watch Family Guy. It is a perfect show. It, it relates to society, plays both sides of the fence. It's a great show. So I just finished watching The Orville, Seth MacFarlane. He does a space show. Very, he's a very, he's a very uh, universal guy, cosmic guy. He brought back um, Cosmos or whatever that thing is that um, I'm blanking around. Listen, I'm getting old people. I'm forgetting stuff. That Carl Sagan used to do. He brought that back with Neil deGrasse Tyson. He talks about time travel all the time on Family Guy. And so we did a show called The Orville. Fantastic show. It's uh, if you've seen, if you've seen Thor, four, there's a part with Korg that I believe they got from the Orville. Korg is a, he is a, a rock creature, and they talk about how rock, how they, how they uh, reproduce. And the rock, his Korg, I forgot what their, what their species is called, but they are all male. So they go to a lava pit, they hold hands, this, that, you know, lava, whatever, and then, then there's a baby. In the Orville, there is a species called the Mocklins, an all-male species, they lay eggs. And I, I get the social engineering of it, but I easily look past it because I prefer the entertainment over the messaging. But if it's a regular show, like, oh, I don't want to hear this crap, get this off my TV. But this is a different alien species. To me, that makes sense. You don't know what's out there. You don't know if there's an all-female species, all-male species, if they even have separation of genders in other parts of the universe. So I find it fascinating. The Orville is a show that I watch all the time. It just finished its 10th episode. It was on Hulu now. It was on Fox for a few, for a few seasons. Fox moved it to Hulu. Great show. I recommend watching it. It's got, it's got messaging. It's got... I don't know, across the board, it's a very well-rounded show. Again, the Orville. It, it's, it'll get you politically, but you can turn it off if you watch it for what it is. The galaxy. Different species do different things. Different aliens, races, different civilizations have their own rules. And it's interesting to see how it meshes. There's one episode, on. there's one clip on there. I'll, I'll see if I can find it and play it about abortion he's on uh seth mcfarlane's character ed mercer he is on he is on the planet krill and he ended up he finds out so, uh, uh, somebody knows has a daughter they keep it hidden away he's like why didn't you just take care of him and and she's like well on our planet we don't just willfully end a life just because what they do is they bring the parents who had that procedure they call it into a simulator and they simulate based off their dna the child that they terminated and the child asked them why did you get rid of me why did you end me did you not love me did you not want me and again so here's how i watch tv every episode of every show that i watch i watch it as if i've never seen it and i can assure you i've seen a lot of episodes multiple times i'm talking multiple two or three I'm talking like 12, 13, okay? Judge how you want. It's fine by me. I watch TV shows that I've never seen them before, and I can watch five or six, 10, 12 of the same show. So I'm watching this, and I'm like, damn, this is pretty cool. You know, because, again, it shows two sides. Get the get the, the abortion, terminate the kid. It's not what's right. It's not this, it's not that. And then the other side, well, we don't agree with that, and here's how we handle that. So could you imagine if somebody you know, was going to have an abortion or things of that nature. And you had the, you had the capabilities to do a simulation of those two people based on their DNA and create that, that kid in a simulator and have them ask questions. Why'd you get rid of me? Why don't like that blew my mind when I watched that, that was intense. That was crazy. Um, back to family guy again, Seth MacFarlane, 
There's an episode about uh, vaccines, about not vaccines, about medicine. A, a kid that Stewie hangs out with is a, he's uh, the parents are sci- Scientologists, Christian science. And they, uh, the kid has Hodgkin's lymphoma, super treatable type of cancer, but they refuse modern medicine. And it is, it is a, uh, you know, they, we pray on it. If it's God's will, the kid will be saved. And so I watch something like that and it gets me upset. You know, not, not like real life upset, but I'm watching show like, God, these people are ridiculous. And these are the kind of people who exist in the world. They believe that it's God's will to end the kid's life, not modern medicine. And I'm like, God, how do these people even exist in the world? But they do because everything needs to be influenced. Everything needs to be inspired. So there are people in the world who believe that. They don't want modern medicine. They'll pray, and if whatever happens, happens, so be it. That's insane to me. So they go through the episode. Lois ends up kidnapping the kid and take him to the hospital. The parents find out and meet him at the hospital, and she's like, no, it's God's will. It's this, that, and the other. We pray for him. And Lois' response is, what if modern medicine, penicillin, doctors, what, are the, what if these are all answered prayers? Like you were praying for the kid to get better. God's heard you. He, he, he gave people medicine. He gave them the ability to learn how to distribute it, to learn how to treat it, know how to diagnose a problem and fix it. You know, what's the point of praying to God if you're going to wipe your ass with the answer? And I was like, oh, go Lois. And it's stuff like that that I watch these shows and I like because I do. The, I see the entertainment value. And depending on how clever the show is, it mixes in the message. And it's easy to digest regardless of your political thoughts. You could understand what's going on. Now, again, that's Fox. That's. Seth MacFarlane thing is hilarious. I love the show House growing up because I, I, I believe that character is a real character. You can be such an a-hole to somebody, but they have to tolerate you because you can do what no one else can, can do. And I always found that fascinating, that power, that level of knowledge. You know, now they, they put him with pain. He was part of that way because of his pain. He changed his personality, all these things. But I find that fascinating. Because there are people in your world that you have to put up with because of what they do, you can't or someone else cannot. So you have to be able to deal with them. Most people, you know, you want to find the character of somebody, give them power. Don't take it away. Give them power and we'll see what their character really is. So you give somebody power, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10 will be normal people. They'll flex it every now and then. But a guy like House... What what can you do? I can tell you you're an idiot because you can't fix this kid. I can. So are you going to challenge me and I walk away? Or are you going to submit and let me do my job? I always found that stuff fascinating. So that's a quick like personal stuff and why I watch shows. The Walking Dead. I mean, listen. If you watched it or have stopped watching it, it's on season 11, the final season. They just announced three spinoffs off of a show that already has two spin-offs that at one point would beat one point would beat Sunday night football in total ratings, okay? NFL is king. That's why no show, no sports leagues go against it 9 out of 10 times. It'll dominate. But Walking Dead for a few years was the and they'd even broadcast it. Like this is the only show to beat the NFL. They 17, 18 million viewers on a Sunday night. Ridiculous. But a couple of main characters went away, came back, went away, came back. And now it's down to like 1.5 million, 3.5 million viewers. And they're still doing spinoffs. I don't get it. Like the show is great. Okay. It is a, it is the ultimate what would you do TV show. There is a character in there for everybody to latch on to and say, oh, that would be me. And I'm not joking. This show's got 50, 60 characters in it over the last 11 years. There is somebody in there for you to latch on to. Like, yo, that's my guy. That's my girl. I would do this. I don't like zombies. I don't do vampires. None of that stuff. So I didn't start watching The Walking Dead until season three. I was up one night. 
I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. Someone had recommended it to me. I can't even remember who he was. Some guy I used to work with, like, yo, watch the show. I'm like, dude, I don't do the walk. I don't do zombies. I'm like, all right, we'll see apocalypse, end of time. I don't want to see a bunch of people having sex without care. Like, it's not for me. None of that is in the show. The, the zombies, the walkers, they are like secondary characters, if, I, if that makes sense. The way the show is put together, the people, how they operate, can they get along, not get along, lawlessness. It's, just, it's like tribes against each other. Easily, in the last 20 years, for me, the best show I've seen. It, the moments it has are incredible. If you have time, it's on AMC app. I think it's on Netflix. Start watching The Walking Dead. You will not be disappointed. I mean, like I said, I, I need it to end. And I hate saying that because I love watching. I'm still one of the ones who watch every Sunday night. It's appointment TV. I never watch on the DVR the day after. Wouldn't do it. It starts at 9 o'clock. I would start at 9.20. That way I can fast forward to the commercials where I got to the end of the hour episode and have not missed anything. It's a great, I'm telling you, watch it. It's on Netflix. You will not be disappointed. But a show needs to end. 11 seasons, characters in and out. It's just, it's just something that needs to happen. It's what makes the show special, knowing it's going to end. You've got to see everything that happens. So check it out. I, mean, I would also say, too, on Netflix, Lucifer. I know, Steve, we get into it often. Off, he thinks Lucifer is a show from the actual devil tricking you into thinking the devil is a nice guy. It's a TV show. Okay, The devil leaves hell to take a vacation. He ends up seeing a therapist. He's a, he ends up being a police consultant. It is a great, funny premise. The show will make you think. It'll make you laugh. It is a fantastic show. Easily my top three. So I also, in the last, we're going to cover this if we ever get moving TV again, strictly MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the, the Infinity Saga. You see him back here? My favorite character. Hands down. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. I mean, tell me he's not wrong. Thanos is the guy. And I, I've seen each one of those movies probably four or five times each. Infinity War, um, Endgame probably ten times. And again, if you know these movies, they're not like an hour and a half movie. Infinity War is two hours and 26 minutes. And uh, Endgame is three out is three hours and four or something like that. So I've seen these movies multiple times, and they are uh, cumulatively the best movies I've ever seen. There's some good ones. There's not a bad one. There are some that are good, that they're entertaining, they're funny, they're action, they move the story along. Then there's some that are fantastic, like Endgame for sure, fantastic. But I just rewatched all of them with my mother. She'd never seen them before. So we'd watched everything up until uh, Endgame. Finished it. We have to watch... That's our 15. We have to watch Spider-Man 2, um, Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange 2, Thor just came out, uh, Black Panther comes out in November. I'm not sure if I'm going to tie in the Eternals or the guy with the Ten Rings. Now it's part of the Infinity... As, as part of the multiverse saga, I'm an Infinity guy. So I'm not sure if I'm going to watch those. But these other characters were from the shows, the movies that I, that I love to watch. So I'll give it a shot. I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around, and again, it's been a couple years now, the title of your movie, the biggest movie in your franchise, I think maybe uh, Spider-Man 3, because the way it was done, got up there with it. But the title of it is Endgame. How can you continue to go with Endgame? I know what you're saying. Well, it's the multiverse saga now. I get it. It makes sense. These movies are good. That's where I'm at. I haven't watched them yet because, eh, you know, I like I like it. Endgame. The, the thing is called Endgame, not Continue Game. All right, last one here. Topic number trace. I think, right? It was family. Yeah, it was family, entertainment, and politics. Ugh. So go on and watch 
YouTube, the FBI Rage Trump's Home. Go to the podcast that's on here. ND fired the mics, FBI Rage Trump's Home. Go watch it. It's pretty entertaining. And it is... Like, I'm sitting here watching. My dad texted me, FBI Rage Trump's Home. Well, I'm going to put the news on. Nine, 99 times out of 100, he'll send me something. I'm either asleep, I'll see it. I'm like, eh, I'll read about it tomorrow. Doesn't do it for me. There's very little that interests me politically. And I know, oh, you got to pay attention. I'm not not paying attention. I'm just not watching the news, yelling at the TV, ruining my day because I disagree with something on TV. Doesn't mean that much to me. But I find it interesting that the FBI raided Donald Trump's house. For what? Honestly, what for? Why did they raid his house? They say he has some sensitive documents. And what I've read and what I saw, and as I stated in the podcast and in the, in the video, fire up the mics, FBI raids Trump's home. Did I start the clock again? He took documents from when he was a president, things that he knew about that he was involved with, and it's commonplace. Hillary Clinton took a bunch of stuff that was not hers to take. She probably did, They probably did nothing with it, about it. But they go after Trump, break into a safe, take boxes, they don't inventory anything, they don't follow any kind of procedures, they just take it. How can you people think this is okay? Now, I know the answer. These are the same people that think it's okay to fix an election as long as Trump is gone. It's okay to break the rules as long as they get rid of Trump. These are the people who say it's okay they didn't follow any protocol. It's Trump. No. No. We have laws in this country. We have protocols. They're not there on accident. We're not the best country in the world by mistake. It blows my mind the ignorance of some people. You don't break the law simply because you don't like somebody. If you do, you're punished. If somebody kills someone because they hate them, they go to jail and arrested for murder. If you beat your kid mercilessly, you go to jail for child abuse. You can't just do what you want to do, hurting people criminally, and, be, and not have any consequences. And so like what I said earlier about uh, you know, Eric Trump, I saw this all the time, Biden, there's no way Biden did it without knowing. You know, that's how I saw it. And people are like, well, that means Trump did it. Like I said earlier, if Trump did that, we would know about it. Everything he has done for the past six years, and equally as important, he has not done, has been broadcast on headlines for six years. So if he was wielding around power, weaponizing the Department of Justice, we would know about it. And how people can't see that, I don't understand. You cannot turn on your TV, especially on CNN, MSNBC, listen to uh, NPR, things like that, and not hear about Donald Trump. So there is no way that he did this and nobody knew about it. How come we are not investigating Hillary Clinton, who deleted 33,000 emails to attempt a cover-up of her dealings with Ukraine and Russia and who the hell else knows? Why are we not looking at Hunter Biden's laptop, which we know exists? We know it's in FBI evidence. Why are they not looking at that? Epstein's list, his flight plan of sick, twisted pervs we have in this country and around the world going to some island to have sex with little kids. Why is nobody looking at that? We know names on it. We know Bill Clinton's on it. We know Bill Gates is on it. We know Trump's name is not on it. Because we do know if his name was, they would release it. They would put out a snippet of two or three names above it. Donald Trump of two or three names underneath it. They would burn these people, predominantly liberals, I would guess. They would burn them for the sake of the, of the, of the party. They would expose these four or five people just to have Trump's name on, that, on your screen. They cannibalize each other. Each person plays a part. They don't care if they ruin this person's life. 
They care if they get Trump. So if his name was on that list, there's no way in hell we wouldn't know about it. But we know Clinton's on there. We know Bill Gates is. We know Melinda Trump divorced Bill Gates because he went to Epstein's Island too many times. Now, for me, if I know my significant other is banging little kids, one time would be enough. But apparently she stuck with him because, you know, billions of dollars and whatnot. Instead, she ended up divorcing him because she couldn't take it anymore. Why are we not investigating these people? But you're going to keep going after Trump? I mean, nothing. Nothing has stuck when it comes to Trump. Not one thing. Ukraine, Russia, Stormy Daniels, the, the taxes, January 6th. All the social justice nonsense, COVID. They've they've thrown the kitchen sink at this guy, and people aren't buying it. And some people are seeing it and thinking, "Okay, listen, I don't like Trump. He's annoying." But why the hell are they still giving him all this attention? And people are trying to figure out why. What is it that he knows that they have to destroy? They have to indict him on an insurrection so he doesn't run for office anymore. Why is it that they're trying so hard to make him a criminal where he's not allowed to run for president? What other president has ever gone through this? Now, we've said it before on the, on the, Trump's, uh, the raid of Trump's home. They don't like Trump. You know, they showed him, they showed him how the sausage is made. He's like, nah, man, I'm sticking to hamburgers, and they freaked out. He, she, they showed him what goes on in the undergrounds of uh, the underbelly of D.C., the, the elites, the global domination they want, and, and who knows what else. He said no. So now they're trying to ruin him. But most important, they are showing the world, anybody now in the future, you cannot mess with us. We will ruin your life. And these are the people that Democrats think care about people. These are the tolerant ones. They picked somebody. They made you hate him. And they showed you how they are if you're on the wrong side. But they made you hate him first. So you, they, they, they blanket it. They cover it up by saying, we care about you. We're going after him because he's a bad guy and did all these bad things. So they make you think it's for your best interest. That's what they did. And then they go at him with everything they have because they don't care about you. They care about him uncovering their agenda and exposing it to the world. That's what they care about. And again, they made you hate him to make you think they care about you when in fact you are a nobody to them, just a stepping stone, and they can get rid of him by saying it's protecting the country and all this stuff while we know they are ruining our country. And you can't say they're not. Just go outside and look. Your 401ks are down an average of 20%. There's a war in the other side of the world, funded by us because we shut off our oil production here, so we had to buy it from Russia, which gave them money to start a war with Ukraine. They announced that they're going to go over to Taiwan and piss off China. They start firing bombs in that general area as tests. None of this happened when Trump was in power. Oh, but he's crazy. I don't care what he was. The world wasn't at war. They weren't testing rockets and bombs around people. This wasn't happening. And again, I'm not going to point to inflation, the gas and, and, the, and the groceries and stuff like that. We all know that's a problem. But the world is at war in certain areas. This didn't happen with Trump. They respected him. They feared him. Either way, there was a consequence if they stepped out of line. Joe Biden is a bumbling idiot. Nobody respects him. America is the laughing stock of the world because of this clown and the idiots who voted for him. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me the world, not, not America, which we know was better when Trump was here. The world was not a better place two years ago. Oh, it's just, it's just timing. No, it's not just timing. Ukraine, 
Russia tried to invade Ukraine when Obama was president. They didn't do anything for the four years Trump was there. Oh, him and Putin were best friends. You mean having an alliance with somebody? Keep your enemies close? Things we've all said our entire lives? Keep your enemies, put your friends close and your enemies closer. Oh, he's out there having fun with um, Kim Jong-un. Or he's making sure they don't blow the world up. Dodo's not over there doing anything. And what's happening? Ukraine has been invaded. People are dying left and right. China, they're itching to take back Taiwan. They're thinking, Ukraine, Taiwan is our Ukraine. Russia wants it back. China's going to think, hey, I want Taiwan back. None of that stuff happened with Trump. They don't care about you. They're trying to stop their world agenda by saying he did a bunch of stuff. They broke into a safe. They're not going to find anything. I mean, they might, because what you keep in your personal house should be your personal property. If they only did take government stuff, okay, fine. I doubt it. They're grasping at straws. Again, you want to know what the Republican want to know what the Democrats are doing, see what they're saying the, the, the Republicans are doing. They're seizing his hard drives because they know Hunter's hard drive is full of damning evidence of the Biden family and corruption. They're taking, his, again, his computers because Hillary Clinton dumped her emails. They had the hard drive probably to, to restore it, the ability to restore it, find out what's on those emails, but they're not. They are not. They are so desperately trying to ruin Trump, they're letting criminals run our country. Nancy Pelosi is the biggest stock winner in the history of the world. Oh, but Trump got a million dollars from his daddy, so he's he didn't earn that money. You're, you're so worried about his money, you're not wondering why the Bidens and the Pelosi's and the Obamas and these why they're millionaires. You're not wondering why about them. They are the 1% that you hate Trump, that why you hate Trump, that why you hate Republicans. They are the 1%. Power-wielding people who use other people as stepping stones. That's who they are. The Bidens, the Clintons, the Obamas, Bill Gates. They're the 1%. But you're mad at Trump for whatever reason. They tricked you guys into believing they care while they break all the rules because they found you a boogeyman. You've got to open your eyes. You have to. There's no way around it. Personally, I love the way Trump talked to people. But I understand if you didn't. I get it. But my God, are you, you're sacrificing the country, the children's future, if, you, if you're one of those people who needs to hear that stuff, because you don't like somebody. Except for being called a racist, what proof do you have? Instead of being called a sexist, what proof do you have? He had sex with a porn star? So what? Infidelity? Who cares? That's his business, not ours, not mine. It does not jeopardize his morals, in my opinion. He ran the country great. He said some off-the-cuff stuff when he was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Can you imagine, if he really was a sexist, a, a, a scumbag to women, this guy ran Miss Universe for years and years and years. There's not been one allegation from any Miss Universe contestant saying he did anything inappropriate. They whispered one thing about Harvey Weinstein. They came out in droves, whispered one thing about Bill Cosby. They're everywhere. They've been saying this stuff about Trump for years. Not one person has spoken up. Where is your proof except for the liberal media saying this stuff? Where is your substance? Where is your proof? Your evidence? It's nowhere. Because you simply don't like him. That's it. That's our time for politics. Comes down to the Trumpster. And if you voted, voted for Biden and realized you made a mistake, I appreciate that. Because you could have not liked Trump and you could have believed some of the stuff Biden was saying. You could have overlooked his cognitive disability and say, hey, he's older, he's tired. You could have, you could have rationalized, I guess, your way 
to not vote for Trump. I get it. But you have to recognize now there's a problem. Nobody hates this country like Obama does. And this country is being ran exactly like he wanted to, but wanted to save face. So he gets his buddy elected, who's out of his mind, and is running this country into the ground. Liberals, the elite, the elitists, would rather rule over ashes than be part of something thriving and positive. They would rather rule ashes than to be a part of something great. That's the elitist mindset. They want the power. They want the control. It's unfortunate. But that was it. That was our show. You know, we had an opening up, some, you know, a little political, a little whatever. We had family, entertainment, politics. So that's our show. Hope you guys had a good day. Happy Wednesday. Talk to you guys soon.